You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. Over the years, more and more businesses in Vietnam are starting to assert their brand identity on the global stage. Some companies now have access to the international capital market to raise funds. With solid support from the banks, companies will get a better chance to have access to the regional and international stage, improving their reputation and further expanding the Vietnamese market globally. While HSBC embraces its responsibility to build a more sustainable world and develop green financing, the global leader in sustainable finance also champions international growth for companies and individuals. Through HSBC's wholesale banking services, companies can strengthen their ties with several banks to find customers abroad. In this episode of Vietnam Innovators, we are joined by Stephanie Batant, the country head of wholesale banking at HSBC, to shed some light on the specifics of international banking and how HSBC can support global growth for local companies. Stephanie will also talk about the role of internationalization in explaining innovation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Thank you again for tuning in every week in and out for uh, the last, uh, what is it, 12 months that Vietnam Innovators has been around. Uh, we're wrapping up season two. And again, thanks for tuning in every single week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you get our content. Thank you so much for your support. And without it, we couldn't be inviting the very guests that we have here today. Um, today's guest is Stephanie Petant. She is the head of wholesale banking at HSBC. Uh, banking is one of the fastest growing industries in Vietnam. And why? It's because more and more businesses, small, big, corporate, any, any, any size really, is looking for more financing options and partners to grow their bottom line and their business in Vietnam. Uh, Stephanie, thank you for joining today's show. We really appreciate taking your time to, to come out here today. Thank you so much for having me, Hal. Head of wholesale banking, that's um, a lot. Uh, a bit of a mouthful, and we want to kind of like dissect that a little bit. And you know, you guys probably cover quite a bit of responsibility at HSBC um, and the general banking market. Uh, what do you do exactly at uh, HSBC? Sure. Um, so we, we like we like complicated names and big corporations. What it essentially means is business to business. Uh, so I head up the division that banks businesses. Um, the type of business that we support. Um, there's the large corporate, the state-owned enterprises, you know, the first ones that really needed international financing solutions. We've developed middle market banking as well. And of course, we're the international bank uh, for foreign investment in Vietnam. So supporting all of the global investors as they come into Vietnam, um, supporting the banks as well. Mm. So yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. So. Obviously, there's a lot of foreign direct investment coming into the country. So the companies that are looking at Vietnam, either exploring or like about to enter the market, they're in touch with you and your team to really understand uh, the kind of scalability, the infrastructure they need to be successful here, it sounds like. Sure. So we, we do a few things, right? Mm. For instance, we signed an MOU with the MPI of uh, the Ministry of Planning and Investment 
to actually promote foreign investment into Vietnam. So we hold, you know, 20 to 30 webinars a year mm. with countries all over the world talking about the investment landscape in Vietnam, the investment opportunities, what it means to set up shop here, how do you do it, what are the partners? And, um, and then of course we provide that banking infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, different investors have very different needs and the ability to provide that insight into Vietnam and also to accompany with some propositions is, is really key in facilitating that foreign investment. Excellent. Well, um, I'm sure your team and you know a lot more about Vietnam than some of your customers that are just coming here and they rely on you for your expertise. Um, you've been here for a little bit, I understand. And I'd love to, before we go into today's episode and, and the chunk of our discussion, um, how long have you been here and, and what's, ex what's exciting about the country so far, especially from a business landscape? Sure. Uh, so I've spent 20 years of my life in Asia, uh, but I'm relatively new to Vietnam. I've been here for two and a half years. Okay. And I think what I love about this country is I'm French and driving around Saigon, you know, in the morning, everyone having their coffee and really knowing how to appreciate life really reminds me of uh, Paris, actually. Mm. And uh, so there's a little feeling from, from home there. But what I tell investors that want to come into this country, I think there are a few really key themes that are driving the, the economy. The first is the transformation of the middle class. Um, we all know this. It's booming in Vietnam. So there's a real domestic market. There's also two thirds of the country, which is unbanked. So that financial inclusion, as it happens, will create huge opportunities in the domestic market. Vietnam's also in the middle of ASEAN in a really clear, um, in a really important geographical area between China's route to the West um, and great position in, in the Asia Pacific region. So it's connectivity to the world is really important. And we're seeing that, right, with the diversification of global supply chain as companies look to manufacture, not just in China, but elsewhere, Vietnam offers a great opportunity. And we know that Samsung makes one out of two cell phones uh, in Vietnam, right? So there's the whole supply chain of that, which is a big opportunity. And then I'd say lastly, and I know you talked to our CEO about this, mm -hmm. is the transition uh, of the economy um, to net zero. The prime minister made a pledge recently, yes. and that's going to be a real driving theme of, uh, of this market. So supporting that transition is a big opportunity as well. There's a lot of ambition for this market. Um, thank you for, for encapsulating uh, bits and pieces of that. Um, let's look at the companies in Vietnam too. Why do they need to start looking internationally? Why do they need to be prepared for the influx of companies that are entering the market too? What do you have to say and share to them when they're thinking about the dynamic of Vietnam's role in the global order? Sure. So I think Becoming international means different things to different companies, right? There's firstly, are you an exporter? Um, are you in that supply chain? Mm -hmm. So looking at, you know, textile and garment companies, for instance, sustainability has become a key theme and transparency of supply chain. So if you're going to supply 
to that industry, making sure that you're thinking of those trends because it's going to make you more competitive for the big overseas companies as they look to supply from, from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another theme is the growing sophistication of the Vietnamese large corporates. We've helped um, large Vietnamese corporates raise nearly $3 billion overseas this year. So they're tapping into international financial markets as they look to develop in Vietnam. And so that's a big opportunity as well. And then I'd say the world has suddenly shut down, but it's also kind of opened up because the transformation of digital and e-commerce means that from Vietnam, suddenly you can access the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But understanding how to go into a new market, you know, what are the pitfalls? What are the opportunities? Um, We have a network in over 60 countries and we help customers do that, figure out how to go into these markets um, and how to prepare for some investments. Why should Vietnamese companies look outside for for capital? You mentioned $3 million were raised from outside investment. Why is that um, value proposition perhaps different or maybe better than than other routes that they can take? I don't think it's one or the other. I think tap into all the opportunities that are out there. Um, If you've got an incredible product, launch it at a new market. We saw it with the VinFast uh, EV at the LA Auto Show. I'm sure that wasn't lost on any Vietnamese that Mm. a Vietnamese car was going to be distributed in the US. So great opportunity for VinFast. Mm -hmm. Then I guess it's competitiveness. Um, I think today Vietnam's GDP is I think between six and 9% is foreign investment. Mm. So how do you continue attracting that foreign investment, which is obviously helping develop the local economy, your local market. So you have to think internationally, how are you competitive versus a Bangladesh on textile and garment, or, you know, we've seen a lot of companies um, in a number of, a number of industries, textile and garment is one, furniture is the other, you know, how do they become uh, competitive? And then, and then I'd say, you know, tech is a, big, uh, is a big opportunity here. And tech, as we know, is super global. Um, and, and Vietnam is an environment that is incredibly supportive to foreign investment. And the ease of doing business in this country means that it's also gonna be more competitive as all these investors come in. So that innovation piece is really important. The Made in Vietnam brand has accelerated so quickly, um, not only in terms of quality, but in terms of volume. We're seeing so many companies uh, not only scale up, but establish manufacturing here as just one case. I'm sure there's uh, outside of manufacturing as well. So very exciting to see. So Stephanie, we talked a lot about the macro level economics of Vietnam and the opportunities, um, challenges, um, not just here in Vietnam, but for those looking outside. Uh, Let's take a step back and also talk about uh, digital transformation and how you guys are helping to accelerate uh, that innovation and that speed of growth for these companies. I understand at HSBC, you guys are digitizing quite a bit across the network. 
uh, enabling Vietnamese customers to access abroad. Um, maybe you can highlight some of the, the biggest network advantages and innovation that you guys have been. Sure. So I think, you know, right now, if you look at the banking industry in Vietnam, there is so much paper. Um, I think only less than 50% of the transactions are digital. And, you know, we've seen it during COVID, right? During a lockdown, the importance of being able to transact digitally suddenly takes priority over anything else. So it's not only safer, better, faster to, to do that, but it's also critical for speed of delivery. So what we do is we've invested in a lot of digital platform, but we also spend a humongous amount of time trying to bring some thought leadership in the market as to what are the advantages of digitalizing. Um, we recently spoke with the State Bank of Vietnam to try and encourage that digital adoption. And um, particularly, and I'll give you an example. One of the things that we're doing is bringing uh, blockchain technology to letters of credit. So Vietnam is an export-driven economy. Today, if you want to do a letter of credit, processing time is between 10 to 14 days. Suddenly, with the blockchain technology, you're doing it under, under a day, in eight hours. So the speed of doing business, the safety that is around it is, is really critical. Um, and actually, COVID's provided the perfect environment for that. So we used to do all trade business digitally, about 50%. Now that's grown by to 70, 80%. So a big opportunity for the banking market. Will this kind of trend persist post-COVID uh, in Vietnam? Or will people revert? Are they more comfortable with paper? Obviously, they're forced into this transition. Yeah. But what are some incentives for them to maintain that? Is it cheaper? I mean, faster, obviously. Um, what are some other other advantages? Yeah. Like? So it's obviously um, much faster, mm -hmm. uh, much more convenient. Um, I don't think that if you've done a transaction online, you suddenly crave going into a branch mm -hmm. and waiting in line to, to transact. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the speed and the convenience is clear. It's cheaper, yes. Um, paper transactions are far more expensive than electronic transactions for obvious reasons. They require less man hour, etc. But it's also safer. Um, fraud is a big is a big issue in uh, in emerging markets, mm -hmm. and so when you do it digitally, um, you know the the safety environment that's around it is 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 much stronger. Uh, Stephanie, for our audience here, maybe you can capture and illustrate. Um, like a bit of an image about who these clients are and how they're using these technologies. Are, are you able to share some of those names and use cases? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that, you know, innovation um, is, is kind of core to, to the way the Vietnamese corporates operate. So this year um, we did the first exchangeable sustainable bond for Vingroup. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was not only a first for Vietnam, but it was actually a first for the world. So what that means is they go and raise into capital market and use it to sustainable ends. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that we did was um, support Nuti Food um, in a sort of export credit agency without getting too technical. It's essentially um, supporting them 
buying new machinery and develop and modernize their their production. Um, so that was that was a big uh, big opportunity for us. Um, we did uh, the first green deposit for for Vietnam. Uh, so we worked with some large multinationals um, to make sure that we were bringing some some solutions throughout the banking platform on uh, on green deposits. And then lastly, in our retail bank, uh, we launched the rocket journey for credit cards, which means that um, it's the highest straight through process rate in the market in terms of from the moment you start your application to the time you, you get your credit card. Why was, you mentioned uh, this bond that you guys raised with VinGroup, why was it the first in the world? What, what kind of uh, incentivized or encouraged uh, that innovation being done here first and with, with VinGroup in particular? I think, you know, you all know VinGroup, it's a very um, innovative company. So they, they just thought outside the box in terms of how to go and raise capital and okay. how to differentiate. And they, um, HSBC was the sole sustainability advisor. Um, so, you know, with their EV and their transformation journey, that's a big, uh, it's a big priority for them. Uh, Stephanie, what's your personal ambition for this market? Is it, uh, is it as easy as it should be? Um, is it seen as too difficult somehow? Um, how are you guys educating your guys' customers about um, what the reality is on the ground? So it's kind of personal for me because I arrived in Vietnam a few months before COVID, uh, thinking I would have all the time in the world uh, to explore, and uh, and we all know we all the rest is history, right? So I think Vietnam is going to bounce back from COVID stronger than ever, and that's my ambition for it. And the path, the the attractiveness of Vietnam before COVID was already really strong. And I think that that's just um, going from strength to strength. Firstly, I'd say, you know, the Vietnamese uh, workforce is um, is really resilient, and um, we've seen it. You know, after lockdown or during lockdown, the number of innovative ideas that come out, and the speed to adaptation is next to none, right? A new product is needed, it's on the shelves in, in six weeks. So I think that that mindset is really um, a big opportunity for Vietnam. And then the ease of doing business. Actually, um, while sometimes it might seem complicated, if you compare to most international markets, uh, doing business in Vietnam is easier than in Mexico, it's easier than in Canada, and the government has um, signed all these bilateral trade agreements, with, which also create big opportunities for local companies. Do, uh, do these international companies, are they aware of how easy it is to do business in Vietnam? Is that part of your guys' job to obviously educate? And, and what, are, what, are, what are some ways that we could reach out and communicate more to the world about the ease of doing business here or the opportunity? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of our job. Um, you know, I referenced the MOU uh, with the Ministry of Planning and Investment. Um, but, you know, we we hold um, a lot of webinars, um, you know, with various countries. We had one with Europe, with the US, with China, with Southeast Asia, really helping educate about the opportunities in this market. What are some of the most common questions 
that they have that really arise from these companies in your experience? Um, you know, just setting up a company in itself. Mm-hmm. How, how complicated is it? You know, um, finding a local partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, labor is always a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, how is easy is it to find skilled labor? And there is a lot of skilled labor in, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So those are opportunities. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Stephanie, we're nearing the end of our, our episode with you here today. And one of the questions that we want to touch upon is um, the challenges that these Vietnamese enterprises have. I mentioned um, to you earlier about how the perception of this made in Vietnam brand, while we know the quality is, is increasing, we look at these companies scaling up operations here, um, investing in new capabilities. But does that brand really hold up in the international market from a perception point of view? Um, I'm very curious to hear how how your experience has been with when Vietnamese companies go abroad. Have have they met those challenges in your experience? So I think it it talks. There's two things, right? Is obviously making sure your product offering is competitive with the market that you're going in, and you have to be certain of that proposition. Um, but secondly, it's also adapting. Right, you you launch in a new market. You understand more about it, and adapting to the change is really important. So that resilience piece is uh, is is key for Vietnamese corporates and the innovation. You know, FPT, one of your large corporates, has you know expanded into a number of countries and is looking to become one of the AI hubs uh, of of the world in Vietnam. And you've got some great. Um, computer science um, expertise here in Vietnam, and they're doing that. So I, I think it's, uh, it's challenging, but I know the resilience and um, the innovation that is in this market. So I'm confident they can get there. Amazing. Yeah, Vietnam is not just about manufacturing, but as you mentioned, innovation from a technolo- technological point of view that a lot of, um, I guess, uh, outsiders don't really see, at least in, in, in the papers. So thank you for sharing that, Stephanie. Um, well, that wraps up today's show, Stephanie. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your insights about how companies should be seeing about entering Vietnam and, and those going outside. Um, do you have any closing kind of uh, sharings that you might like to, to, to kind of share to our audience today? Yeah, sure. I mean, thank you so much for, for having us. Um, I think the, the stuff that you guys do helping talk to this international uh, audience and also, you know, the, the changing uh, landscape of, of the Vietnamese is, is really exciting. So no, just a huge thanks to, to Viet Cetera team. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we're very happy to compliment with partners like HHC to communicate what's so great about Vietnam and, and, and more to come. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank yeah. you. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovator Series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of Content, Thuy Min, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week, so don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content.
Hey guys, good news. Vietcetera has now officially rolled out a mobile app for Android. Now you can download our mobile app on both the Apple iOS store and the Google Play store right now. More functions are coming very soon, so stay on the lookout.